Music and Ideas, 91.3 KBCS. I'm Mike Biggins, host of Soul Folks and co-host of Sunday Folks, and I'm delighted to welcome into our KBCS studios, Stephanie Ann Johnson. That's Coma Native, who for a number of years has fronted the High Dogs. I've shared stages with the likes of Chaka Khan, Mavis Staples, Bernie Sanders, and Annie DeFranco. Their voice can bring your local music venue to a hush, which in Seattle is saying something, or fill the largest hall. In addition to music, you're an actor, a poet, a teacher, as well as a broadcaster. Stephanie hosts The Groove Yard on KNKX, which you can hear on Saturdays at 1 p.m. Just released a powerful new record called Jewels that features eight very personal songs exploring different levels of vulnerability. And they're joined by collaborator and producer of the album, Jeff Fielder, who's renowned for his guitar work with the likes of Mark Lanigan, Amy Ray, Stone Gossert, Paul Allen, Local stalwarts like Sarah Cahoon, Ian Jones, Wayne Horvitz, and his wife, Tecla Waterfield. They'll be playing record release shows across the area, beginning on Vashon Island this Saturday, followed by shows in Tacoma on April 14th, Seattle on April 28th, Portland on April 29th. Welcome to KBCS. Yeah. Tacoma on the 15th, but Be 
That's wonderful. What a great song. Thank you. <laughs> Can't Go Home is on the new record, Jewels, that will release this Friday, April 7th. How did the collaboration on this specific record come together for you and Jeff? Um, uh, well, uh, dur- so during the pandemic, still started doing like a series of, you know, uh, Stephanie plays music with all of my favorite guitar people from the (laughs) Seattle area Mm -hmm. Um, and had Kathy Moore come in and R.L. Heyer come in and um, some folks that I had met when I was uh, uh, down there doing work with the Village Theater, some some of those pit musicians, and uh, got got Jeff Fielder to come out. (laughs) I was the first one, if I remember. I think that's what it was. Yes, yes. (laughs) And I was immediately like, so we're making a record. So we're making a record. So, so do you want to make a record? I think it was a little <laughs> bit after that, but yeah. <laughs> yes, um, but yeah, it's a it's a nice feeling. Um, yeah. Jeff is really great to work with. Um, really upfront, also has like really great ideas. Because um, while I am a, while I am kind of an idea human, I I also. I feel like I work better as an artist when there's a there's a conductor or director or somebody I'm looking right. at. Who's Someone like, who can be a soundboard for you. For that's your right. Ideas. Oh, that yeah. way, not this way. I mean, okay. <laughs> 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 All right, we can't go homing. Oh, let me leave a tune up here. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Can we tune up a little bit? Yes, do it. Just noticing on the first one we were slightly out. (laughs) (laughs) Musician ears. I hear it and it's not perfect. Fix it. Portland 
wish you moved away Sometimes I still think I see your face, you know But you can't go home Do the dishes and take out the trash Up oh, when I miss you, comes home Wonderful. Stephanie Ann Johnson with Jeff Fielder in the KBCS studios, 91.3. I'm Mike Biggins. Stephanie, I want to start with Can't Go Home and the, right. the video that you cut for it. Yes. There's a, a shots of both your mother and your grandmother yes. in the video holding guitar. Your guitar. <laughs> Did they play guitar? No, no. Uh, bless uh, my mother and my grandmother. I think that in another life, my grandmother would have made a really great TV personality. Uh, mm -hmm. She is very great at uh, making people around her feel like it's a good idea that they applaud her. Um, bless it. Not everybody has that talent. Um, but my mother, she's she is so she's she's so much happier holding the coats. Like when we were <laughs> we were backstage, uh, getting to meet Bernie Sanders for like. Bernie's here. Take a picture. Take another picture. Keep it moving. My mom was like, "Oh, I'm not in this. I, I, I let me hold your coat. You're good. You, you, do, you do that." So in the pictures, <laughs> the pair of black shoes to like to the right. <laughs> All right, that that's my mom. Yeah, that's great. But bless her, she gives me so much room to, to be fancy and have it be about me. 
What were the musical influences in your house? The musical influences in my house were diverse, to say the very, very least. Mm -hmm. My granddad, uh, uh, Grandpa Jack, uh, he taught me about uh, uh, like Del Shannon, 50s rock and roll, was always playing out of the garage. My grandmother, blues every day of the week except for... Sunday. Sunday was for gospel mm-hmm. and Christmas is for Johnny Mathis. Like and 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 we're not complaining <laughs> about it. That's what we're doing. And my mom, child of the 70s, we listened to a lot of start time. Oh my God. So so much James Brown in the house. Especially if if we're cleaning, you need to get up and do a thing. Mm-hmm. James Brown. And then my brother was a jazz piano player. So just Duke Ellington, like everything dripping and you know, vintage 1930s blackness. Absolutely right. fantastic. So really everything. Everything. A lot, yeah. It was a lot. And so for me, you know, it was always like, well, what are you going to do? And it's like, I want to play a guitar. I like Nirvana. I like Hole. I don't understand why you guys are like this. Yeah. I can choose my own music. <laughs> times, times, times move on. <laughs> Can't go home is a phrase that is littered in our, in our culture um, and I think of it as some it, it, it pops up when you're facing a turning point mm-hmm. in your life. So it was a literal experience that your grandmother had to give up the family home. Mm-hmm. But was it also symbolic, can't go home, of the choices that you made in your life to move forward? Yeah. Um, can't go home in particular. So on the very last day of being in my grandmother's house. My mother had done most of the heavy lifting of, of doing the cleaning, and she had arranged to get the some of the furniture sold. And uh, me and a, a good friend of mine, Naira, we had done a lot of liquidating of her incredible closet. There were so many clothes. Mm-hmm. And it's the very last day, and we're sitting in the breakfast nook, and she's crying, and her family friend is there, and my mom is like, I can't. So my mom leaves, uh, and now it's my job to do, you know, the emotional part of, of getting her in the car. Right. Um, and I said to her on that very last day, like, we we don't get to keep the house, um, but we get to keep each other. And and yeah. can't that just be the blessing that we're focused on right now? Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, at the time she wasn't having any of that. But, <laughs> uh, but it was emotional and it was important for me to say, because uh, even though so many things happened in that house, so much growing, so much change, so much loss, um, and a, a large part of me is very grateful. I don't have anything to do with that property anymore. Um, but I can understand why it would be incredibly emotional for her. Um, when she moved on to that block, they were the first black family to move on to that block. Right. There, were, there was a petition among the neighbors to try and keep them from moving on to that block. So it was yep. it was a big deal for her to own this, you know, incredibly grand home. Um, so yeah, sometimes we have to let go of our our grand designs uh, to make room for whatever is next. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's so true. I mean, all of us have some sort of story about the homestead. Oh yeah, right? yeah, and th- I mean that's why I liked that lyric. Um, cleaning out the old homestead, because I feel like, you know, housing bubble, right? So many people, so many of our elders don't get to stay in their homes because of this thing we call finance and this right. thing we call commerce. Right. And it feels bloodless and passionless, and it makes me really sad. Um, but I participate in this culture. 
So, you know, no, you know, no, no ethical consumption under communism. I feel it. (laughs) There's eight songs on the album and um, they're all powerful in their own way and can't go home. You touched on it. You know, housing is an issue. Yes. It's a big issue right now in the state of Washington. Yes. Mental health. Yes. Uh, It's so great that you're willing to tackle those subjects. Well, my mom was a mental health professional my whole childhood, child and family therapist. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for black children in the 90s to have black adults in our lives that were like, but how are you feeling? Um, And do we need to talk to a doctor about how you are feeling and why it's important that your feelings affect your day uh, and how you're getting through this thing, you know, we call life. Um, So, yeah, I'm very grateful for that. So on that subject of getting through life, uh, during the pandemic, I don't have to look this up. I'm pretty sure that most people started drinking during the pandemic. (laughs) You chose to go a different path. Uh, How has that decision on sobriety, how did it impact the trajectory of this project? Um, Quitting drinking was a big deal, and I think this was probably the third time that I quit drinking. But, you know, sometimes it takes a little while for it to stick. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> for it to stick. Um, but I had this uh, uh, this incredible friend, uh, John Romain, um, you know, who spoke to me when I first started making noises about quitting drinking, and he was uh, very helpful to me. Another friend is a producer in Tacoma uh, whose name is uh, Jamie. Um, just really helpful to me, people that are willing to lend an ear, people that are willing to talk to me when I start feeling that liquor lust. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it was a, an important part of my growth. Um, uh, some people call it Oregon sober. Some people call it California sober, but I still enjoy cannabis and cannabis products. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> California sober. Uh, that's uh, funny. <laughs> You're welcome. That's, that's, that's a nice way to put it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Let's switch to another song, The Day That You Begin. That source material is from a children's book by Jacqueline Woodson. Mm -hmm. Could you see yourself writing a children's book someday? You know, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things uh, uh, when I get like very anxious and I and I really need to calm myself down, it's usually children's television. Specifically, Sharon Lois and Bram. Oh my gosh, uh-huh. 80s children's television, all this singing in harmony, so radical. I love that. Like, I really, I really get down with that. I went to YMCA summer camps when I was a kid, and so they they taught us right out of the Bob Dylan songbook. Man, we learned "Blowing in the Wind," and we learned "One Tin Soldier Rides Away," and we learned "If I Had a Hammer," you know, and so uh, uh, those songs along with all of the Negro spirituals that I was learning um, at home uh, that just kind of uh, blend together in my mind and make a beautiful American fruit salad <laughs> of musical ideas. <laughs> Perfect. Well, let's, let's divert away from the album. I, I, I listened to an interview that was done by um, DJ Mayday at KZMU, and you told a story on that interview about a dream that you have 
related to a certain Nashville singer-songwriter. Can you share that with us? I just want Dolly Parton to know <laughs> that I'm alive and that I love her. And I, and I want her to call me on the phone. And I want her to invite me to Nashville to make music because I think it would be the coolest thing in the world. It's already cool. Jeff, you know this. It's already cool to go down to Nashville and play music and feel like I am part of the tribe of white buffalo. And here are the other white buffalo. And here we are together. It already feels fancy to be in Nashville as as a singer-songwriter. But, you know, to be in Nashville because Dolly Parton called me up and was like, no, you should come down here. We should do a thing. So fancy. Yeah. So fancy. And, and, and in that interview, you had a little short list of other folks. Um, I think it was Jason Isbell I and love Keb Moe. Keb Moe would be absolutely fantastic. Tedeschi Trucks Taj Band. Mahal. Oh, my gosh. Suzanne Tedeschi. Derek Trucks. I love Derek Trucks. I've been loving slide guitar for a long time. Right. Shout out to Steve Stefanowitz. Um, but, yeah, I love slide guitar. And, uh uh, Derek Trucks, there's some video out there of Derek Trucks on stage in between B.B. King and and John Mayer. And Derek Trucks is playing music. And B.B. King is just sitting there holding <laughs> Lucille. And he I says, yeah, he yeah. says, that's, a, that's <laughs> about as good as I've ever heard it played. <laughs> One of my favorite memories um, was seeing Tedeschi Trucks over at the Paramount two or three years ago. And there was, I think there's 11 pieces in that band. And they started a song, and they devolved that song all the way down to the, there was just one person maybe doing like a hand clap. And everybody else had stopped, and then they brought it back up. It was one of the most cool things I've ever seen on a stage. Yes. I've seen them live twice, um, seen them in Oregon and seen them um, uh, uh, in in Seattle as well, in the Macaw Opera House. Of wow, all that's places. special. Do you hear that rockin' band, man? <laughs> so, yeah, I have I have fancy dreams about getting to open for them too. So we'll get to one more song here. But the last question I want to ask you about the album is Jewels. It comes out on Friday, April seventh. The album cover is exquisite. What's the story behind that piece of art? So one of the things I started doing for myself like maybe two years ago is on my birthday, which is July 21st, which is the same day that that Barbie movie is coming out this year. I'm very excited. Anyway, so (laughs) Cara Jane Murray is an artist, the same gal who painted my shoes, which are these very cool uh, bird shoes. Uh, It's important to have wings on your toes. Um, And I... You know, we had a couple of conversations about this, and I wanted, you know, to to live my Tom Petty dreams and be among the wildflowers. Uh, and she created this incredible picture of my face, mm-hmm. you know, looking very serene among so many different beautiful colors. Um, it, it is poster worthy, for ah, sure. Ah, bless it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a whole painting, and I have it in my house. Um, so it's it's very fancy. I'm very very happy with it. Yeah, the painting it's it's huge, right? It so is. Big, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's like I the, it's the yeah. size of a friggin' tablecloth, <laughs> and it's amazing. <laughs> Stephanie Ann Johnson and Jeff Fielder, thank you for coming in today. The album release is Friday. You're playing four album release shows starting this Saturday at the Open Space for Arts and Community on Vashon Island. On Saturday, April 15th, you'll be at the Kilworth Memorial Chapel at the University of Puget Sound in Tacoma. 
And then on the weekend of the 28th and 29th, that Friday night on the 28th, you'll be at the Triple Door with the full band and also on Saturday going down to Portland to the Alberta Rose Theater. Do we have plans to do more shows than this? You know, we're we're booking events for this summer. There's a there's a couple really cool ones. The Winthrop Rhythm and Blues Festival is oh, going to yeah. be absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I will be out <laughs> at the the Sawtooth uh, the Sawtooth Valley Gathering. Margot Price is on that bill. Excellent. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's going to be it's going to be. She probably um, has Dolly's number. <laughs> Let me get on to playing this music before I get too excited. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Stephanie and Jansen. Yeah, let's make sure. Over. This one? No, over. Again? Oh, that's right. It's on three. Okay, sign. Hey, Bless you. Bless your kindness. Let me see. Uh,